Hello, all you past life phantoms. Welcome back to another episode of You Didn't Ask with Frankie and Tish. We have, I'm just going to get right into it. We have spoken so many times about our paranormal experiences Mm -hmm. that we've had since childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also started to delve into the world of ghost hunting and you have come along with us on that journey, which has been fun exciting we're learning new stuff all the all time, time. <laughs> constantly about ourselves about each other right. and about the paranormal that we thought we knew but didn't know or that we did know we just we, put it our, our toe into the pool so to speak as far as like everything you can possibly know into the paranormal yes. pool yes little ghosties we're swimming with the ghosties um yeah so we thought you know we talk a lot about um the paranormal but not really like really our feelings or our take on the afterlife Mm -hmm. and where it is that we think we go and, and what happens. Because I guess the whole thing is, is that people are, are wanting proof of life after death. Really? Right. I mean, people, I think a lot of people, hoping, a right? lot of people like, don't want to think that you die and that's just it. Right. Although there are many people that think that. Yeah. But, like, on our journey, we feel that we have discovered enough to kind of, like, put the kibosh on that. That, obviously, something happens when we go. If we're able to communicate with someone or something. I mean, although there are so many theories and some will be like, oh, it's a parallel universe and all this shit. But I call bullshit on that, too, because I've literally spoken to people who have passed on in this world after they've passed on. And, like, I can't. I can't say that it's... Well, I, I think... I understand what you're saying. And uh, and I... um For me, I think it is possible that it could be, like, another dimension or another, like, Okay, dimension. Space. Like, we're, we... What's the word that I'm looking for that I... Yeah, visceral space works, too. But it's like, um... We move on in some right, way. And right. it doesn't necessarily mean that this ends. It's just that the... The existence in this shell mm-hmm. the ends meat, the and, meat and whatever it is the soul like so i don't think that this is who we are and we transition somehow whether it be to heaven i mean we don't have the answers to that or mm. to a, a parallel universe or to another dimension or another space and time like i don't know that right. that part is not clear but i know that there's something out after this with all the experiences that we've had there's definitely well i think there's like for me like not in a religious sense that i believe that it's like connected but for me like there's evidence that things are there's there's some multiple things happening and it's all like within a a I guess realms. It could be like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, like where we're plugged in, and then we just get unplugged, right? Because and- it, it it makes a lot of sense that way that this is a simulation, or that we are in the, like maybe a physical realm, and there's other realms that we're all connected to, that we are able to commu- communicate and things overlap. It could be like a dimension type of thing. Like again, I don't pretend to, to know, know, yeah, like enough to try to figure it out. It's sort of like <laughs> the more that we unveil. And the more questions we answer, we end up having more questions just because of that fact that, yes, we know that something exists after this life, but even what that is, we're unsure of. Right. And and answers aren't just, like, yeah, being it, sent in emails to us, you and know, like, from the much, afterlife. As much as I would not like to use the word faith 
Um, when it comes you down to it, things. no, <laughs> it's like, it's like I was trying to explain to my son about this last night. It's like the difference between thinking and knowing. And it's all based on a feeling. Right. So faith is supposed to be like that. No, I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about what we're talking about earlier, like all together. Right. But faith is supposed to be like a blind, like you're just jumping in without knowing, you know, like you have this belief in something without having any answers whatsoever. My my way of describing it was this like going from speculating to knowing without any like rational reasoning behind it other than a feeling. Right. And I told him, it's like when you walk into like the sun for a really like a long time, you've been indoors and it's been cold. And that moment that you walk into the sun and you feel it on your body, it's a comfort. And it feels like I understand and I know. So like it, it's, it's hard to describe. It's like one of those things like, you know, you just have to experience it to know what, what you mean. It's hard to articulate it in words because there's no really language. For, I guess there is, but it's not the language I would want to use because it's so, like, in a way, I guess I'm resisting saying, like, there is, like, a higher being or anything like that. I think that's what I'm trying to say, so. Oh, like, uh, the human sense of, like, what, or in a religious sense of what God is. What has been defined as by other people, I don't, I reject that in that sense. Yeah, and I'm starting to think more and more, too, like, I do have, you know, a belief that there is. So, I mean, because, I don't know, I I don't want to get too much into that, but I do have a belief that there is some sort of a, maybe a higher power, but it's more in like an energy. And I believe that we're all energy and we're all connected in every way possible. And Mm -hmm. we just don't realize it. Um, And then there are things that happen to us in life that kind of slap you in the face that make you realize that sort of thing, which is kind of where we're going with today. Mm -hmm. And yes, the possibility of life after death seems to be more of something that we yeah. are coming to terms with or believing. Right. Like, it's like you, like, like the, the thing of ghosts and, like, having our experiences and stuff that we've gone through. And then, like, you can't, like, just dismiss that. And I think our culture and the way of life and so many people have these experiences, yet yet they kind of just like wave it off because that we have been told that everything is on like this narrow pathway. And then once you have that experience, you can't discount that portion of those fragments of your, your experience knowing that there's other things that exist. Well, yeah, I feel like in a sense, religion closes off the possibility of anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're taught. Like this is the way, and this is the only way when in reality with everything that you learn in life, you realize that there's more than one path to get to, um, the same destination mm-hmm. or a different destination. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think we're learning that too, so much more. And one of the things that we've recently not just come upon, but decided that we want to talk about is reincarnation. Yeah. And it's sort of like this, you know, there are definite uh, religions and cultures that believe in reincarnation Absolutely. for sure. Mm-hmm. And they have an expectation and that's just what it is. You always know that, you know, through your life not to worry because you are going to come back. And then sort of a... Uh, and it's the- like a, a karmic thing too. Like if you're a good person, then you ascend. And if you're a bad person, you descend. So there's an incentive to be a good person. It's like not just like don't worry about it. You're gonna come back, so you can do whatever the hell you want. There's like different ways of going without getting too metaphysical. Yeah, kind of like you have lessons to learn, and if you didn't learn it the the first time around, then you get shoved back down, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you know, 
<laughs> However, and that's what some people believe. And I don't know if I quite believe all of that. But um, definitely something that has me questioning is this whole, I call it a phenomenon, but basically wherein um, children mm-hmm. um, remember their past lives. Mm-hmm. And it is sort of, it's been in existence for Probably forever. Ever, um, <laughs> where there are children that remember their past lives. Mm-hmm. However, it's sort of become more into popular culture these days because it has spread to the Americas as well. Um, so there are definitely, mostly in, in Asian countries, where um, people believe in reincarnation. Their religion believes in mm-hmm. reincarnation. They plan for reincarnation. And they just know that when they die, they're going to be reincarnated. And even ghosts in the culture are like part of the culture too. Like, again, like they, in in that sense, are way ahead of where I think we are. Correct. In this country. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, that's personally. But. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but this, it's just... I've been, you know, watching stuff about this over the last, you know, few years. And it's kind of since we've started this podcast, um, awoken some curiosities in me. And so I kind of like dove into it a little further. And I was like, Tish, we have to look at this. Mm -hmm. And basically, like we said, there are places that believe in reincarnation and children can, um, you know, describe in very, very clear detail um, what their their past life was or who they were in a past life, who their family was, where they lived, that sort of thing. And um, there are stories of, uh, like in India, um, of children who, you know, are born and they're like, okay, so where's my... Where's my family? I want to go right. home. Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, as back. soon as they can talk. And and the average age that children start to discuss their past lives is usually about three years old. And I think it's just because when they have that, um, their vocabulary is better, mm-hmm. their communication skills are better, and they can actually, you know. Articulate. Articulate like, what it yeah. is. I mean, because at two, you're still just ball, you know. With legs and arms. Dog. And- Mom, that kind of stuff. And then they get to a certain age and they can articulate themselves. So they'll be like, okay, you know, you're not my mom. Mm -hmm. You're not my dad. I want to go home. I want to go to my family. And that one is horrifying as a parent to hear that from like your kid. Right. So like then I'm also really opt to believe uh, someone who's that young when they start talking like that because there's like no filter. Well, not only that, but I mean, children at that age really haven't been introduced to the whole idea of death or mm-hmm. really know like the concept of what that is. And it takes a while. I mean, if you remember when you were a kid before you started like, you know, if you ever had like that whole death fear um, before it really took a hold of you. Um it's not when you're three years old. Um, so when a three-year-old comes to you and they're like, okay, so this ain't it. Just let you know. Mm-hmm. I died it in a ship accident or in a train accident. And this is my name. This is where I was. This is who my family is. You're, you know, <laughs> in, in countries that believe in reincarnation, they're just all for it. Okay, yeah. we get it. Let's figure it out. Let's write this down. Let's find your family. Right. Like family vacation. Let's go. So there was this uh, psychologist who started to, like, show a huge interest in this. And Jim Tucker, right? No, it was Ian. 
was Ian Stevenson. Ian yes. Stevenson. And he really based all of his studies on this for years and years and years. He never, like, really came out and said that he was a para- paranormal... Um, Psychologist. Is that what Parapsychologist. A parapsychologist. But that's where his interests lied. And, and I find it interesting, like, when I was younger being interested in that, like, again, people talking me out, because that's the same thing, like, as his wall that he hit, he knew saying that I'm interested in this and I'm studying this would basically freak people out and ruin his career. He wouldn't be taken seriously yeah, at all. They'd be like, whatever, you're a joke. Like, this isn't real and yeah so he had to be very very careful as far as the steps and what yeah he said like the this is what i'm used. doing but i'm like kind of interested in this stuff on the side mm-hmm. but he spent a lot of time i mean that was his focus where he did all the studies mm-hmm. and he started off in in asian countries and met i can't even remember at least Countless. 20 to begin with um cases where children could specifically remember their past life and give details and then they could go back and this is the thing that gets you is that you know they're three years old and they're like okay my name was mary i was married to todd um i lived in a white house by the water um i had three brothers and Mm -hmm. a sister i died drowning in a lake and then they can go and do research and they find a mary who was married named uh, married to todd and they died by drowning and 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 then they go and they find the family and then the young child can talk with the family and tell them things that only the person who passed would know and them and it's sort of just like solved like it's a solved case incredibly fascinating too like someone who's a psychologist that's interested in this who like i think originally he had planned to go to india and only study five children and it was so prevalent that he was like 25 that he did the, the research on but then he became like a detective. Like he became like an investigator in in a way and for him, like like if you're into mysteries and you're into all that kind of stuff, that's like a win win situation all over all overall. And then also the way like he put it together, it was just kinda it's he titled if you guys are interested in those case studies, it's titled a suggestion of reincarnation. He was very careful about the wordage because he knew, especially during that time period, he knew like in nineteen fifties, right? I think yeah. so. He knew that he would have been taken a joke if you. Yeah, he was in his eighties, I think, when he died in like two thousand seven. Yeah, so it had recently. to be yeah, well, 2000, I mean, 2017, yeah. something like that. I mean, he worked well. I think it's two seven. I don't remember exactly, but he worked in his late eighties till he passed, basically. Um, Finding new <clears> stories <throat> like once you get a hit of that adrenaline and that dopamine hit. Well, know, it's like, like you know, you find one case, you find two case, and you can, like, chalk it up to a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know, a child could make up a story, and, of course, it's going to match something on the other side of the world. Like, you know, too many things happen that do occur that the possibility of that specific story is great. So you right. find one, you find two, it's like whatever. But then you start finding more, and, you know, dozens become, you know, 20s, and 20s become more, and, and it's, like, so detailed. It's like... You believe that you have found, you know, proof of being being it's able to as if come back. We've been reincarnated as investigators too <laughs> by somebody else because I feel we like- were Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was Ed. I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm thinking I'm Ed because I'm like the demonologist or something. As a joke, I, I've been joking around with that lately. Yeah, but- and I am the more like <laughs> spiritual. So I guess I Third could be. Eye. She had cute hair. I get, I get to wear the trench coat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best part of it. It's like the Dick Tracy part of the whole thing. I want to be Ed. <laughs> <laughs> we can take turns. <laughs> hey, 
Maybe he's a, li- a little bit in both of us, okay? Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> all jokes aside, he starts to go like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. a thing, and people come back. And <clears throat> But now, you know, he's doing this research, and it's like, okay, but we're finding all of this stuff out in countries that believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to be open to it. Of course, everyone's going to believe that they're reincarnated. Of course, that these stories are going to happen. So, what else do we do now? Because, I mean, for the most part of the time, like, there were no stories of reincarnation in the Americas. Right. Well, so, at least, you know, out there. And yeah, not about, known. I mean, right. they, they existed, obviously, but it wasn't something that was vocalized. And right. a lot of that had to do with the fact that a lot of the religions here in the United States do not believe in reincarnation. That was one of them. And the other thing is that there's a stigma on all of that. You start talking about that, people think that you're crazy, or they say, oh, your kid has got problems, and he needs help. He and, needs therapy, your right. mental illness, so there can't be anything else besides Or that. you as a parent are feeding this to them. Right. yeah. And, you know, of course, that's why they're believing it. Maybe or, they said something off, and you just fed into it, and they, it blew up. you just want that to be your mom that passed away, and that's not fair to your kid type of stuff, you know? like Right. So, but then they started, um, and it was really hard, and... He was so Ian was like this, the I guess the pioneer of this whole um reincarnation and in, in kids thing. And then as he moved on, he he kind of had like this crew. And then mm-hmm. what was his name? Jim Tucker, Jim Tucker, Jim yeah. Tucker was kind of like, um, I don't want to say underneath him, but sort of like an apprentice, apprentice yeah. type. And started, you know, looking at what he was doing and How thinking, lucky is that? right, thinking about things outside the box. And, and it was sort of like, okay, now let's go to the United States and see if we can find anyone. Mm-hmm. And it was slim pickings. <laughs> and, but they, they were finding. And eventually, um, once, you know how it is, once one person comes out, then everyone starts to feel like they're in a safer place. Like, yeah. okay, someone has finally said it and I can say yes. what I'm going to say now. Someone too. already took the bullet. So, yeah. yeah. So now I can come out and say, and, and of course there are a bunch of, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, th- like how they have to vet them. <laughs> I don't know how, how what I'm trying to say. Like they're you can't just someone can't just come go and go, Oh hey, my kid believes that they were this guy, James whatever. They were James Dean in a past yeah, life. Yeah, in a past life. It's like okay, anyone can say that. You have to, you know, hit certain criteria in order for it to be considered like a reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And it's really a lot of detail. And stuff that no one would know publicly and stuff that no child could know publicly and stuff that wasn't fed to the child by a parent. So they do all these things where they interview the parents and they interview the child and figure out how they've come to this conclusion. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is insane. Now there's over like 2,700 known cases of children who um, remember their past lives. And I'm not just like... And these are the vetted ones, right? So yeah. These are not, like, not all the claims. They're just they, a percentage. It's like, it's been proven. Right. They, they call it, like, solved. It's yeah. a solved case. It's a solved case. They don't say proven. They say solved case. And what this means is the kid has offered all these details, and all those details have been backed up by proof. Mm-hmm. Children usually... I don't know if we've said this already, because you and I have talked about this so much, so I don't know if it was on podcast or not but usually children about the age of three years old is when they start articulating this Mm -hmm. and they kind of like um as soon as they start kindergarten usually at the age of five or six um 
all these discussions about afterlife and stuff fizzle away. I wonder and, if it has anything to do with, like, because in kindergarten you're basically, like, everything that you know is being rewritten by what they need you to know. That your I focus think your focus switches. is different, yeah. yeah. I think your focus is different. And when you're young and you're at home, you're just with yourself and that's all you're thinking yeah. about all the time. And then once spirit. you start to get friends and develop who you are when you're getting to that age, it's sort of like... And then you're more distant from your past life, so you kind of just start to forget. Mm -hmm. There are, of course, cases where people remember um, onto adulthood, so they'll never forget. It'll never be suppressed. They'll always remember. Um, But then there are cases where, for the most part, kids forget at around age six or seven. And um, there are so many stories, like I said, over 2,700 solved cases of, of this and they're all super interesting, some more detailed than the last, um, but I can give you small examples. And so there was a story of a man who um, had been shot in the head mm-hmm. and died. And then I want to say about four years later, a child was born and the child started saying, okay, I am, I can't remember what the man's name is. I'll just call him Tim. I'm Tim at the age of three. I'm Tim. And everyone's like, what in the world? Like, like, how would you even know? Yeah. How would you know who that is? You're three Mm -hmm. years old. It's not something that we talk about. I'm Tim. And I can tell you, um, like, you know, where I lived, how I died, um, and all this stuff offering all this detail i was shot and this is who my family is i was married this is who my wife is i have you know all this knowledge and they're like what the heck and this is where um the village and it was like some obscure village that the family had never been to Mm -hmm. and he's like begging to go home take me home take me home and after fighting with you know them forever they finally gave in just to kind of like prove to him and let it subside like you're tripping kid yeah and he got to an end of a very, like, um, like wooded sort of driveway and said, okay, this is where we are. And they're like, what? And he's like, this is what the house is going to look like when we get to the end of the driveway. And then guided them like he'd been there before. And there were people outside and he recognized them as his family. That's my mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever. And came to them and said, I'm Tim. And they're like, what the heck is going on? And wow. he had a birthmark. One on the back of his head and one on the front of his head. And the birthmark was exactly the, um, where the bullet had entered and exited Tim's head when he died. And then he knew details with the family that no one else would know. And they accepted him as, And like, how could you not? Like, at that point, like, there's no doubt in your mind, this kid that walks up to your space has all this information about someone who passed away. You know what I mean? Like, so on their side of the family, like, definitely. And then on, like, being on the other receiving end of that, like, how I can't imagine not? how what that would be on the receiving end, though. You know what I mean? Like, whether you're a believer, if you're a believer in reincarnation, then I can imagine that happen- happening and you, you know, accepting it open arms. If you're not, like, 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 I cannot imagine someone knocking on my door right now as a mm-hmm. 17-year-old kid and saying, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? 
I'm your uncle that deceased. I'd be like, huh? I don't have any money and I don't know what you're looking for, but yeah, peace be, be the journey. Like, I definitely would be super skeptical, probably like even like to the point of being like extremely rude and like telling this little kid to fuck off or something without saying it. Um, but if they were to give me details, out right? Of nowhere, but like, you know, initially you're just like peace, and then right. they're like, no. Um, I would think, especially this day and age, like I'm like, what couldn't you find on the internet? Like, you know what I mean? I'm but sure you can look up someone's obituary. You can find out how they died, where they worked, who they were married to, mm-hmm. you know, what they did for a living, um, likes, dislikes, that kind of stuff. So I would be way less likely to believe it. It would have to be Something some personal. detail, right, that only you and I would know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the last words that were shared, that were whispered in your ear. And there was no one else around. Like, it would have to be something like that. The old spice that Grandpa used to wear everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) right. And then these these cases that are considered solved, I mean, lots of that um, has occurred. So, it's extremely trippy. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what else to say. It's so, it's it's weird. It's, It's super interesting. And especially coming from, you know, out of the mouths of babes. Mm hmm I could understand, like, a parent wanting to do this to get clout mm-hmm. and making it seem like something was there but a child. And, again, that's why I said there's so much research done and there's so much, like, interviewing done to make sure that this wasn't suggested by a parent. And it's weird because, you know, Tish and I have talked about this, too, where mm-hmm. when my son was three years old, he started saying, you know, um, odd things where – do you ever feel like you're not yourself? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, do you ever feel like you're living someone else's life? And I was confused by that. And he's just like, like you're someone else's body. Like this is not who you are. And, and, and now you're here and you're living someone else's life. And I couldn't ever get him to go into great detail. And he's always been well, one of those kids. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he was always that kind of kid that clammed up. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really, and still, you know, he doesn't like to share a lot. He keeps everything really close. So um, as soon as you would start to ask questions, it was his cue to end the conversation. But he said it for a few years off and on. And then by about starting kindergarten, he never mentioned it again. Mm-hmm. Um, he has told me that he remembers saying it to me, mm-hmm. but he doesn't remember what he felt at the time when he was saying it. Like, he remembers having the, the discussion, but he doesn't remember where it came from. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then you told me that your little guy. Yeah, when he was little, um, we would catch him talking to someone in the room. And, like, with our house, like, you know, there's stuff going on. We assumed either he has a wild imagination or, like, he's talking to spirit or something like that. Always a concern. Try not to leave him alone too much, like, ever, because if that's going on, definitely don't want that type of connection. But um, he said that he remembers just being, like, in a space and being able to choose whether he was going to be male or female. And, and that's – and, like, I, I questioned him recently because we knew oh, this topic was coming up. To see if he remembered any of that? No, not really remembering any conversation. He's eight. So, but these are the things that he said when he was little. And for the longest time, he like, um, not, he couldn't articulate things for the longest time because he was in between 
He he was like a delayed speaker. So mm. when he when he finally did talk, it was like in full on sentences mm-hmm. that were like adult level. So he was able to like. He was an observer. Yes. He was taking it all in until he had the confidence to say it. Yeah. And then, so when he was telling us stuff, it was kind of like free form. There was no holding back. There was no, like, for us, we never like try to make him feel weird or, uh, I was more interested in what was going on and wanting to know details. Um, I was too, but I was scared. It was scary. I guess because my oldest one was like into reincarnation and believed in reincarnation when he was little, like, and, um... Also had similar experiences. I wasn't. This is my second kid, so yeah, it's like oh, okay. It's <laughs> not this. your first rodeo. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing to be worried about. Um, but my first one, like too, he was really into reincarnation. Like when we were little, I never try to hold him back from any kind of viewpoint. I was really adamant. Like you need to experience all and see what best fits you. And then he chose reincarnation, which I thought was interesting. And we had discussions about this when he was little, um, but. Talking to him, he's like, I feel like I I chose that out of comfort, and I don't know why specifically I chose that, but um, not as in like he felt like he remembered a past life or anything like that. Yeah, it was more like, you know, your fear of death and how are you going to um, deal with that? Mm-hmm. Well, let me believe that reincarnation exists, mm-hmm. so I know not to worry because I can be back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting too. And and in a lot of these cases children when they start vocalizing this and they start talking about their past lives and remembering who they were and stuff some of them and i think it's like 20 percent of them um remember the in between Mm -hmm. and so they remember the the after they died what happened and and waiting to come into this world Mm -hmm. and when they remember, it's usually like, you know, sitting in a safe place, like, you know, up in their castle and that sort of thing. And and they're waiting to come back. And when they do, when those children remember, they say that they have choices, mm-hmm. that they have choice of whether they're going to be male or female. They have choice of who their parents are going to be. So they get to pick. And, um, you know, a lot of parents, when they when their children say, you know, I had a past life and and I chose you to be my mommy. And they'll say, well, how did you choose me? And they say, because I watched you or I followed you. I followed you in the snow, you know, whatever it was. You were that ghost in the middle of the night watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I chose and then I came down from my castle or I came down the ladder. Or, and the next thing I know, I was born. Mm-hmm. And then there are some children who are like, I died this like horrific death and I remember everything going black. And then the next thing I know, um, I'm born again and you're my mom. Like it happened pretty immediate. Like there was very little time in between. I do remember my youngest saying something that like everything went black and then he was born. I do remember him saying that he, he like reiterated it. So I'm like, okay, you remember like your birth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The room. Yeah, that's a trip. The weird thing is, is that a lot, uh, so I think almost all of these cases, to be honest with you, um, ended, their lives ended in tragedy. Like, it was a, a mm-hmm. very tragic death, and, and a lot of times very young. Mm-hmm. And um, the weird thing is, like, that guy Tim that I told you about is how they died, and they come back in this world, their birthmarks um, resemble their um, their mm. death, their mm-hmm. their trauma, like however they passed away. 
And in several cases, it's not yeah, just it's, coincidence. It's been documented like, yeah. that there's a lot of people who even have similar like uh, deformities or uh, what right. from that person. So maybe they died by getting their fingers chopped off, mm-hmm. and then they came back and they said, "Okay, I'm reincarnated," and they have a, a deformed hand where, like, you know, their fingers didn't grow. Yeah, and they're they're just like little nubs. Yeah. Um, or, uh, like birthmarks, like I said, so there's a lot of birthmark instances where, you know, they, a girl had had open heart surgery and died on the operating table and then came back and had uh, a birthmark that resembled her scar from mm-hmm. open heart surgery. Um, there was like a little boy too, like who was telling his parents that he was uh, a woman and he was married and that he had a baby and that he and the baby had jumped off the bridge and I'm like, that's not something a little kid makes up out of the blue. Like, you know, I mean, that's right. The story was so detailed and like it has the causes and the reasons. And I'm like, and that's way beyond what someone who's three, four or five would even be able to, to comprehend. comprehend. Right. Yeah. Like that you had a child and what it is to be a mother and have right. that sorrow and pain as a mother when you're three years old. And making that choice and why you did it. Right. You know what I mean, jumping from a window fire and that kind of stuff, too, mm-hmm. in some of the stories, um, trying to save themselves or um, one where uh, a mom and a son the mom was kind of giving it given an ultimatum in some way and she chose to to kill herself and her child Mm -hmm. and then they came back it's so crazy if you guys have never heard about this or researched it there's actually even a a tv show i want to say it's called uh the ghost in my child or something like that that they talk about um a lot of these cases of course you could youtube it they're all Mm -hmm. over youtube so if you talk about if you just like enter in things like um kids who believe in reincarnation jim tucker um that kind of stuff you'll find out a lot of these stories some of the most popular ones i was um, actually able to get a pdf of um the research um paper from ian uh, stevenson and i think what i'm gonna do i actually put that up on the website so i'll, I'll put a link to it so, uh, that, so anybody who's interested and wants to be able to find it you'll be should be go to our website and i'll put that in there so that the details will be there yeah that'll be an easy way for you guys to access yes. it um, but yeah, so it's just mostly now it's just hearing all the stories and all the details. One of the cool things is that in the countries where they believe in reincarnation, um, they will actually mark the dead and they will take yeah, like cool. ash or soot or mm-hmm. a paste and they'll, you know, put three lines across the forehead or a line down someone's neck or a line above the ankle and basically, like, mark their person because when they come back, these children will be like, hey, I'm the reincarnation of your son. And they'll mm-hmm. say, let me see. And then they'll look where they marked their child. And sure enough, that's where they'll have a birthmark. The crazy thing is, is since I was a little girl, I have believed in reincarnation. I go back and forth sometimes now that I'm older. But when I was a little girl, I believed in it. And... I also always believed, and I didn't know any of this. I mean, this is the stuff that we're just discovering now. Mm -hmm. And I always believed that I died somehow involving the neck. And I have like this weird neck thing, like... Like, I don't like to have my neck touched, and I always get weirded out if stuff's too tight around my neck. I don't know if I was choked, if I fell and, like, you know, hit my head and the blunt trauma to the neck hit something and broke my neck. I don't know, but I always believed, always believed that I died um, 
something involving the neck. And then when we were doing all this research and they say, you know, that people come back with the markings of their trauma, it fucking tripped me out because I have a birthmark on my neck and it's weird. It looks like dirt. Like I've, it so much looks like dirt that I've had people go like this and try to wipe it off. Yeah, I, I believe I've dirt. tried to scratch it off before. <laughs> <laughs> you guys probably can't see it. And you got some chocolate. No, you probably can't. It, yeah, you can't see it. I'll have to take a, a closer picture. But then that weirded me out. I was like, holy shit, if that's true. And I've always had this weird feeling that like I died something having to do with my neck. And then here I have this crazy. I mean, I don't believe in coincidences. But for those of you that do, I'll say coincidence. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've had this spot where on my like my outer what do you call it? like it's the upper thigh but like the outer upper thigh outer upper thigh side buttock area <laughs> <laughs> your hip <laughs> yeah it, yeah, <laughs> I believe they call that a hip yeah <laughs> we, we that's an acronym for what I just said <laughs> the hip area on the outer side I've always had like where it's like a depigmentation and like I was born with it and they're like oh don't worry it's gonna go away and I'm like I was thinking on this topic I'm like how is that did I fall off a... Like, Did it ever go away? No. I still it's have still it. there? I mean, I was an old person. I fell over and I broke my hip. Or fell off a horse. Yeah. Or fell off a ship and landed in a shark's mouth. <laughs> On my hip. <laughs> On your hip. <laughs> I know. I started to question everything, though, too, because I was like, maybe I was riding in a pirate ship back in the day. The ship tilted to the side. I got knocked over, hit my neck on the side, went overboard and landed right in an orca's mouth. Or and that's how a I came out of the water. Yeah, maybe it stabbed <laughs> me in that one spot. Or maybe you got killed by a vampire who was licking your your neck from a pirate ship. Yeah, Dracula. Had you know to what? He could have. I was just gonna say they, they had to travel. The he was living. I went down inside the ship's basement. I'm doing air quotes because <laughs> I know they don't have a basement. Whatever you the hell you want to call it, the underneath. I went into the ship's underneath. And, um, yeah, parts. <laughs> he busted out and he was like, here I am. And then licked me to death, mm-hmm. licked my skin off like a tiger. Mm-hmm. That's why it's all like weird too. It's like not even a solid birthmark. It <laughs> literally looks like dirt. I know you've seen it. I, just, I looked at it. I scratched it. I, I, I know I've touched it before. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that? Oh, wait. It looks like I don't clean myself. <laughs> You're like, you missed the spot in the shower, fool. I'm always accusing you of having hickeys, too. <laughs> it's just my weird ass. Now that people know, people that know me are going to hear this and then be staring at my neck in a weird way when I'm talking to them. They're going to try to talk to me from the other they're side. Like, they're I'm like, like, why is everyone always talking to me from my left side? they're gonna make some weird excuse like oh your necklace is crooked just so they could reach out and touch it (laughs) you're gonna wipe me for that (laughs) that would be so horrible well before we uh veer off too far into la la land outer space (laughs) i guess like really our take on this whole thing is well i can't speak for you tish but for me it's there is i don't even know if this is life and if death is death, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, we transition and, and we carry on in some aspect. And I think that if you guys doubt or or interested in any way whatsoever, we cannot recommend enough you going up and looking up these two gentlemen or just doing research on the internet, uh, on YouTube or yeah. anywhere that just says, you know, like, children who 
have reincarnated or believe that they... So the, the names Jim Tucker and Ian Stevenson, again, I'm going to be posting up the PDF and then, like, links that, like, Frankie shared with me under the topic of reincarnation. Just to catch you up to speed, like, where we're coming from. And then, again, highly recommend that you search this out on your own. Yeah, it's your a opinions. trip. You're going to be like, whoa, bro, when you watch it. You know, these kids are spooky. <laughs> Too, like, what we're doing it with, like with ghost hunting and all this, like, metaphysical like, knowledge and stuff, I think, like, it just kind of ties into the realm. It completes the circle. It adds another layer to the onion it totally ties in it like fits it's like do when we quote unquote die do we become a ghost or do we get to live again Mm -hmm. and then what are the reasonings for all that why do some come and get sucked back into this Mm -hmm. thing that we call life and then why are some i don't know if doomed is the right word but just destined or stuck to like wander as Mm -hmm. some weird energy that a lot of people can't see and and that's tragic and maybe we should be investigating this as well like how how certain people do and how some certain people don't and what's the difference and then how do you protect yourself in either way if you do not want to come back or if you do I know that, like, in this research for sure, what they are kind of, like, alluding to is, is that when you come back, for the most part, you it happens when you've died young and tragically. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's like a, a, whoops, you made a mistake, here's your second chance, or... You didn't finish your business, so go Right. Back. Or, like, maybe you're not supposed to die that young, and so, oops, like, accident. It's like you're playing a video game, and your little Mario character gets... You know, here's another quarter cent. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, try again! And then it makes the little video sound noise when you get, like, pushed back down to Earth. Mm-hmm. It's a... Like, and then you're all... When you die. I don't know. But anyways, no matter what, I do feel, and I do take a lot of comfort in this Mm -hmm. i don't know how you feel tish if this comforts you in any way or um i would say it's it's nice um i don't know like i i would have to have more solid proof to say like oh my god this is definitely like Like you want it to happen to you is that what you're saying i'm not necessarily saying that like you want someone to come and be like hey guess what i was your doctor in a former life maybe like i have to have like that personal experience that i know like it's not just someone making up something or something i'm trying to put together because i want it to exist i guess that's what i'm saying right which is a lot of why people think that um people believe in ghosts too because mm-hmm. we want so badly for that to be a reality we want so badly for there to be proof of life after death it's like we're constantly on this mission to prove that things are real or to prove how they work and this is like the great unknown it's mm-hmm. like the biggest unanswered question there's no one that can really come and tell you and say okay when we go this is what happens and then what we do find out for, via research there's still always that doubt because you don't know for sure and we won't know until it does mm-hmm. so but no matter what i feel like with all the research that we've done, with all these experiences that we have, with all the ghost hunts we do, with all this knowledge that we're gaining. Um, we're becoming a supreme being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> supreme being. But no, I, I feel like it does, honestly, for me, add a level of comfort and in knowing that there is something else, whether it's for us or not. And truth be told, we don't even know if those are the only two options when you pass, mm-hmm. becoming a ghost or being when reincarnated. Pass. <laughs> yeah, Lilo Dallas Multipass. Um, who the heck knows? Yep. More questions unanswered. So we left you guys with more questions. Yay, that's what we do. But again, 
check out our answers and what we can provide you and what we can link you to. If not, send us a um a an email or a, hit us up on social media to basically challenge the things that we say. Yeah, before we get off t- on too many more tangents, um, just please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and um, look for yeah, us to, yeah, exactly. Look for us to drop uh, videos. We're going to start um, recording our, our shits. Our, why can't I think about it? We're recording yeah. our episodes and dropping them on um, YouTube so people can see what we look like when we talk. Because <laughs> it's oh so interesting. <laughs> um, we attempted with that. We do have had some technical difficulties, but hopefully um, we'll be able to work those out. And if they do, we'll let you know that we dropped the video. And if we don't, then you're just going to wait till next time. Yeah. Okay. All these learning mistakes. Yeah, all these learning mistakes. Happy accidents. Yeah, exactly. It may be a blessing in disguise because I could have possibly had a booger hanging out my <laughs> nose the whole time that I didn't see. Um, and we would have had to delete and scrap the whole thing anyway. Yeah. But ever, anyways, at, at whatever... Whatever your endeavors are. At, I don't even know what I was going to say. Whatever you decide to do in life, remember, if you're going to be paranormally active, always use protection.